This week, I had the great pleasure of speaking to Christine Morrison, who's based here in Western Australia. Christine is a musician, composer, music alchemist, and sound healer, although I don't think she prefers to be called sound healer anymore. Um, I've featured people of a similar ilk before on the podcast, but what makes this really different is the fact that over the last three or four months, I myself have been working with Christine and we talk about that uh, at great depth. So rather than this being a theoretical discussion, it's very much starts off as a experiential discussion. And we talk about um, how I interacted with her offerings and been to a retreat and learned how to use sounding as a way of really connecting into me and my body and how that led to a number of experiences, which I could say rival certain psychedelic experiences. From that, we then talk, uh, Christine talks about how this came into her life. Uh, it's very much something she didn't really want to start with, but she had to sort of let go and, and, and to really bed into that. And, and from there, again, we have quite a grounded discussion about using things like sounding and sound as a modality to really bring us back into our body at a time when it's easy to be just swept up and swept away. This is a great, this, great discussion. Christine's super grounded and um, you get a lot from it. She's really is, particularly with her connections to um, indigenous support uh, along her journey, you really um, get a feeling that she's almost like the OG of the sounding and sound healing world. So enjoy Christine. Hello and welcome back to WA Real. I'm your host, Britt Edwards. Today, I have the great pleasure of welcoming Christine Morrison. Christine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, my pleasure. Indeed. So for those who don't know you, you are musician, composer, teacher, but also musical alchemist. Is that a fair summary? Yes, yes. That's how I um, attempt to describe myself, yes. And, and there's, there's a whole thing in there about connecting soul and music, isn't there? Yes. So what does, straight off the bat, what when we talk about connecting to soul, what does that actually mean for you? Well, that in itself has been my life of discovery and it's a continual discovery. Yes. Of, for me, it's, I had this yearning years ago of, of I wasn't doing what I was meant to be doing and I didn't mm. know what I was meant to be doing and I didn't know that that was a yearning from the soul. And I feel like it's, I hear the music of my soul, of your soul, of, of all different things. Mm. So it's listening to, and it's that connection with love as well, like we are love. So it's, what, what is that connection? Mm. I'm, I'm still discovering, it's an ongoing, yes. ongoing discovery. So um, we'll dive into your story of how you came to do what you do, but I thought we would to start with because for those who are listening to this this isn't the first time you and I have met we've mm. been on a bit of a journey of recent with me and sound mm. and you introducing me to sound so I thought we'd start by just going through that mm. and then that gives the listeners some opportunity to understand what you do in a real yes, sense yes. which would be kind of fun because yes. it's, it's been a giggle hasn't yes. it yes so we were introduced couple of months ago and we, we chatted about what you did which mm. we'll get into in more in a minute 
Um, and the first thing out of the box was I came along and we did a soul impression session. Mm. So from my point of view, I, was, I came along, I sat in a lovely, comfortable IKEA chair with some headphones on and you played music to me for about half an hour, which was recorded on a CD. But that's what, that's, that's what an outsider would have seen. Mm. What, was, what was it you were actually doing in those soul impression sessions? Well, first, I like working with intention. Yeah. I, find, I found out years ago that I just would hear people's music. Mm. And I didn't want to do that. I was like, no, I felt that was quite invasive. But it was my learning of this is what I can do. So now I don't do it to people walking past or when I meet them or anything. Yeah. It's only when they come for a session. So I've, I, when I look at your name, it's like I feel the vibration of your soul with your birth date. I don't do numerology, but yeah. it's like I feel your soul essence. And then I'm starting to hear the music. And I like working with intention. So how, how do you want to be? What do you want yeah. the music to create? So this is not just music. It's your vibrational tool for change. Yes. So with the intention, your name and your birth date, I just know the beginning of the music that I'm about to do for you. And I just know how to start. And for me, it's in a no mind state. So yeah. No thinking. If I think, I'll stuff it up. Yeah. So it's actually just okay. This is this is your intention, and I focused on the the end result. Okay, this is how you want to be. Mm. This is your future self saying, "Hey, look at me. I am in this." Well, for me, it state. was um, a sense of coming home or with ease and grace. Mm. And that's what I focus on. For me, it's not to know. Oh, you need to do this, this, and this. For mm. me, it's holding this space and allowing the music to come through for you to empower yourself. So you mm. know, you have the, all the inner knowings. It all comes to you with, oh, this is what I need to do next or yeah. not. And whatever comes. So I just continually play the music. I just keep just the music that comes through I you. I just know what's coming next. My fingers know where to go. Wow. And it just happens. And I feel I, I feel what you feel. I have different insights and everything. It comes and goes. It just continually moves through me. And if something really, really stays with me, I know I'm to mention it at the end. Yes. Otherwise, it's about what, what did you feel? What did you experience? So I just continually go and then I know it's time to stop. If I'm to do another track, I go to another track and then I just know it's the end. Yes. So... Um, and so you you are literally you know how to start but you don't know what's coming next. No. Which is I mean I'm not a musician well, but I that sounds know what's like coming next because I keep going until yeah. I stop but I can't tell you. But I imagine mm. for most musicians who play off a score mm. that's very counterintuitive. Yes, because people need the need the dots, you know, and all the notes to play and to me that just gets in the way. Wow. I when I compose, I do it I do it exactly that way. I what's this music for? What am I creating this music for? What feeling or emotion or mm. um sometimes it's just overwhelms me and I can't stop thinking about it. So I sometimes quite often it used to be in the middle of the night, it's like, "Oh, just get up and I'll record it." 
not ever thinking I'll do anything with it. And then I realise, oh, this is helping people with back pain or it's helping people with grief. Depending mm. what it's to do with, I have a sense of what it's for. Yeah. And and then if I'm to notate it, I notate it after I've actually recorded it. So notate it as in this is what it's... The writing the music. Right. If anybody, if I want to then play the music, write it as a score, I'll write it from what I've written, what I've just Not played. Not before, no. afterwards. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not a musician. That's counter. That's sort of mm. counterintuitive. Mm. Is that correct? To how most musicians would. Hit. Well, for other people, it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. For other people, yeah. Yeah. They would want to play the music. Yeah. And so after we finished, after you finished playing music, I remember sitting there in quite a very trancey state mm. for quite some time. And I remember distinctly opening my eyes and you're just looking at me and said, no, just close your eyes, stay with it, Bryn. As in, like, just because the music's over, mm. it doesn't mean it's finished. Yeah, exactly. And so I sat with it for quite some time. Mm. And, and there were a few things that I saw during that. And then finally, I felt like I was grounded. And yeah, mm. I could open my eyes and start interacting with you and the world. Yeah. But then um, one of your suggestions was to listen to it again within 24 hours. And this heaviness still stayed with me for quite, for nearly a week. Mm. As in distinctly something had changed. And I think we, we spoke twice on the phone, didn't we? Mm. And then you invited me back and then you introduced me to sounding, mm. which was like something else as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you also knew that, and I'll just go back to when you were sitting without the music, and that being in the silence is so important after, why is, why after is that? you do sound, because those vibrations are still moving through you. Yeah. And just because you can't audibly hear something doesn't mean that something's still going on. And I often wonder, to me, I always say, oh, that's where the gold is. That's where things can happen. We're in this another space, another realm, another dimension, whatever, however you want to describe, describe it. it. This is where we can make the changes, really clear stuff, really manifest things. And we've got to let that process happen. Often people will, if they're doing like the gong or, or playing music or something, they'll stop and write, let's go into the next thing. And you must sit in that silence. The silence is such an important part. Yes. Of working with sound as you experienced and it's moving through, then you've got to keep your breath going. Yeah. And there's a settling period and then it all, I can just see vibrationally it's all happening and then I know, oh, okay, we're all coming back into alignment now. Yeah. So we're it's really grounding important. In and Rather than saying, okay, off you go, you wouldn't be able to drive. No. So Honestly, if I had left straight away, leave, crash. <laughs> exactly. And that's my responsibility to make sure you're in the right space. So people often leave more grounded than they've ever been. Mm. And a, a, a comment is they feel really tall. It's really interesting. Yes. People say, I feel really tall. Yes. Yeah. It's very true. I did actually. I felt almost yeah. like all the parts of the vertebrae in my spine are just sort of opened out and I felt tall yeah. and, and, and light yeah. and not dragged down. Yeah. 
that um, there still was some residual heaviness for mm. at least a week. Mm. And then you invited me to come back and, and then we were actually sound using, voice. Voice, yeah. using my voice. So, you know, the best way for me to describe that was you invited me to breathe in and then out and then whatever noise or sound. sound. I'd like to, <laughs> I like to just yeah, clarify, it's, like it's not noise. Sound, yes, sound. <laughs> Though it was a bit noisy at times. Uh, sound comes out. Mm. And within no time, all of a sudden, I was off into mm. different states mm. and different places. And it was something else. Yeah. And all from just using my voice to make sound. Mm. And none of it was conscious, as in, oh, now I'm gonna make a sound that's yeah. like this. Mm. It just went. And I remember at one point wailing like an old woman. Yeah, yeah. and and because this, this it's to the precursor to that is having that right space set up. So you need to be standing in a safe, sacred space and be really grounded yeah. for all of that to happen because you can imagine you just could just go off yeah. and be totally separated from yourself. So yeah. I find it's far more expansive when you're held in this really grounded, anchored space, in a safe space. Yes. And then all of this can happen. And it's Yeah, and any of the anxiety or any yeah. of that, everyone looking it's stupid. Not feeling, cause, yeah, because everyone thinks they're going to do this beautiful, pure, angelic sound. But what we're doing is matching that vibration for you again to release. And again, we were focusing on that end result. Yes. That end intention of how you want to feel. So whatever had to come was this. And often with dissonance or, or sounds that you call noise and some of them can sound pretty horrible yeah but that is matching it and that's it's almost like a scouring pad you can imagine yes it's a bit like a scouring pad yes going like this spiraling it out and releasing it which is allowing this beautiful sound to come through so that wailing was actually a nice yeah sound very powerful it was very surprising when it came out but all of a sudden it's like oh my gosh yeah this is coming from me. Yeah. And then when the energy sort of dropped out of the voice, then it was again this sitting in this very trancey meditative state. Mm. And I had I had these clear visions of me being a librarian in like this enormous library. And then I had these enormous angelic wings, which I've subsequently found out has a lot to do with sort of processing emotions and, 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 you know, bringing stuff in and then mm. sending it out. And that, um, I think since then, um, I've pretty much done some sounding most mornings, mm. whether it's for 20 seconds in the shower or a good 20 minutes. Mm. And that coupled with the tremoring work that I do, and the two are very similar. Because mm. it activates the tremoring often. Yes. Especially when you've done tremoring. Yes. Yeah. Well, the two do one another, mm. I find. Mm. Some days the, that'll activate the tremoring, and sometimes the tremoring can all of a sudden bring out this amazing sound. Yeah. And the two are very much just letting go and seeing what happens. Mm. So the two are very interlinked. And it, it, it's just been a super weapon, <laughs> for want of a better phrase. <laughs> And that's what I love about it because you can do something, 
you can do so much in two minutes or you can do it in the 20 minutes. So yeah. for me, you set the intention like, well, you know what it's like in a minute or even a couple of seconds, being in whatever environment or somebody or something can trigger you and you're suddenly in this not so nice space, mm. just as quick with sound, you can actually change it again mm. as you've learned, yes. which is so exciting. Well, I, I, yeah. I, I, I was out for lunch at a work lunch not so long ago and I was feeling a touch anxious about what was going on and there was a nice din in the restaurant. 60 seconds of just yeah. that nobody could have heard. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and then I guess from the sounding, a few weeks back I came to one of your sound retreats yeah. for a whole Saturday where there were, was it 15 others? 16, 17, yeah, 16, 18? 16, 16. Mm. And yeah, which sort of for me culminated in a good hour of us all having a go, all these different beautiful sounds coming in at different mm. times. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that preparation energetically to feel okay about releasing your sound however it sounds yeah i find that normally people come and they haven't done much sound and i say okay we'll we'll be doing some toning we'll be using our voices next and all of a sudden they'll be <clears throat> like this yeah. and, and people you can feel them withdrawing because yeah. it's so it's a vulnerable thing to allow your voice out mm. and once you start doing it it's empowering really empowering not just for singing or toning or sounding, it's for speaking every day. Yes. Yeah. Everyday I mean, life. Many people will have anxiety around public speaking. Yeah. And probably speaking up and speaking out aloud. It's just speaking up in family, in small work things. It's not necessarily in a big, big, you know, a whole lot of people speaking in front of a crowd mm. or anything. Yeah. But yeah. And then I have to say at the end of that, um, large session where they were all sounding together oh. and we all got we all got to sit quietly i had this incredible state where i disappeared to a beach which was not of this world and i was walking at the beach and there was a little child and i looked and it was little bryn and i was like hey and and you know, we gave each other a hug and it was me, mm. six, seven years old. Mm. Then all of a sudden there was this very, and, and for some of the listeners that might think I've gone from ahead a bit, but there was this <laughs> really white crystalline version of myself, mm. which was like light Bryn. Mm. And he was coming in on the hug. And, and then all of a sudden, just as we were about to have a big hug, there was this voice from behind and it was like, wait for me. And I turned around and there was like this 75 year old version of me mm. with white, and I could see me, so I know what I look like now yeah. at the age of 75, <laughs> 80. And he was like, you can't start the hug without me. And there was just the four of us, like future Bryn, past Bryn, present Bryn, light Bryn, all hug, beautiful beige. Clear as day, mm. Christian, clear as day. And I was just like, I just wanna stay here. And then as I was beginning to leave, they were like, don't worry, we're all here. Yeah. And you know, that, I've shared that with friends who, who have, you know, explored with psychedelics and mm. things like that. And they're like, like, you were doing what? And I was like, 
I was sounding yeah, yeah. with other people yeah. for about an hour. It's like... And this is what I love because it's, you're not the only person that have has experiences like that. That's where I'm like, how do you, how do I, for me, it's like, how do I explain this to people? You yeah. can't say you're going to have this so experience because you, you may or you yeah. may not. Yeah. I just, for me, I I have a sense of how I want people to feel when they leave. So for me, mm. you know, I break it down and went, well, you know, how do I explain myself? Because you can't say to people, you are going to come here and have this experience. Because yeah. they may not. Yes. And But it is very common. And, yeah. I, and how amazing is it when you have it with no expectation? Absolutely. That's what I love. Because I know what I do, how I do it. I have a strong knowing. Yes. And I think... I question myself all the time. Do I? Do I really do this? Mm. And I have a very strong sense of responsibility about doing the right, you know, the right thing for people. But I do take it seriously because we're working energetically here. We have to be responsible and not just think, oh, you know, I'm going to say we do this and, and it doesn't actually happen. Yeah. So I came to the point of realisation that I hold this safe, sacred space for people to empower themselves. Yeah. And I happen to do it through music and sound. And it's almost like we all want this end result and we know how we get there. We just, oh, I'm drawn to this, I'm drawn to that. So for me, I have this intention and I'd like to share what I've learned with, with what I know about sound. And I know however I word my advertising, people are going to read that and they're going to understand that vibration at a soul level. Yes. That's what I've. That's what my knowing, my intuition told me years ago, twenty something years ago, yeah. when I first started doing this. Because twenty something years ago, people would say sound healing. I had to even discover myself that it was called sound healing, and right. now I don't want to even call it sound healing. Yeah, like we said. Yeah, every man and his dog so, seems to be the so same. Sound healing. I just realised that what I do now and how I do it and everything that I do has really been developed through word of mouth and people just hear about it they know they're to come or they ask mm. about it so i i do my best to describe it but one person who says they do sound healing is not the same as the next person that mm. does sound healing so yes i work vibrationally and energetically and through sound it's it is like the alchemist mm. we um you know, we're really producing gold, you know. We come to our gold, our inner gold, our inner liquid gold. Mm. That's how I see it. So it must have been an amazing journey for you to actually be able to sit here now comfortably in yourself and go, mm. you know, because there's not, there's not a, there's not a, what well, you've said sometimes you question it yourself, mm. but as you present it now, there's not a flicker of like, Ooh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, no. So it must I'm have just, been a journey to get to this point. Yeah, it's actually really nice to sit here because I know it works. I've been doing this for such a long time. And for me, I'm not here to muck anybody around and I'm not here for anyone to come and not be serious about it. So yeah. that's my intention. I'm here to be with people that want to be part of the change, that want to change themselves, that want to do the work people that want to take responsibility. I'm not here to do anything for anyone. Yeah. Or to say that I do anything for anyone. Save anyone, yeah. do their work for them. I went them. through that. I used to feel like I want to help everybody and be the people pleaser. And yeah, so years ago, 
Um, I used to be a primary school teacher, a music specialist, and it was 1996 and I was just really unwell. Became really unwell. Nobody knew mm. what was wrong with me. And I was laid up in bed and I didn't realise I heard music all the time. I was, I'm just born like it. Yeah. I came in with the gift of music. What do you mean you hear music all the time? Like, I was fortunate enough to grow up in Sorrento, which yeah. was like a country area years ago. And as soon as I hit the beach, I just hear music. And I, when I was little, I used to just sing my heart out, especially when nobody was around. And it's like there's, there's just music here. And, and I could quite easily sit there and just be in this music. It's just beautiful. Mm. And because there was a lot of bush around that time in Sorrento, so I would sit in the bush and hear the music of the tree or the plants. or Yeah, it was just normal for me. And I didn't even know that I heard music. It was, you know how you think everybody's the same? Yes. And I would, I learned the piano from a young age at three. So, you know, I got to be able to play the piano quite well when I was, you know, still in primary school. So I could just sit and play whatever on the piano, feel okay and go off again. So it wasn't till I was completely stopped, laid up in bed, except there was only one piece that went over and over and over. It was beautiful, but I thought this is gonna drive me nuts. So something made me get up and play it on the piano, which was quite hard because I was physically yeah. achy, sore. Um, and as I started playing what I heard, it was this huge emotional release and I just cried and cried and wow. I knew what it was to do with. It was all things that I'd just held on to. Past traumas. Even little things like people making fun of me and... No, I'm not going to cry. I'm just going to yeah, laugh yeah. it off. Oh, all those little micro traumas yeah. that you suppress yeah. and put down. Yeah, yeah. So, and that then I had to play it a few times and then that stopped and I thought, thank goodness for that. But then another piece started and then another one and another one as I went along. And I wasn't strong enough to play the piano, so I um, recorded a lot of it and I would play it until that piece had done its work. Mm. And I'd released it, and then the next line. Play it, play it, yeah. play it. And I just thought I was going crazy. I didn't know. It was the beginning of, you know. The Did next... you? You say you thought you were going crazy. Was that like your conscious mind thought you mm. were going crazy? Yeah. But there was another part of you that just went, no, I just gotta keep doing this. Gotta keep doing this. Well, there, I felt like there was no choice because I needed this music to stop. The only way to stop it was to play it on the piano. Mm. As I was playing it on the piano, all these past memories were coming up to be released so so many tears mm. but I was gradually feeling better in my body as I was playing it and I thought this isn't right because I, I just knew what I had to do I, I knew that I knew how to do this music and I was still in that mindset of you've got to go to university to learn something you've got to like how do I know this stuff yeah I knew exactly what to do I knew how to play this. Was it scary? Yeah, it's like, how do I know this? It was so familiar. Rather than being really excited about it, it yeah. totally freaked me out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, like now I'd be, I'm so excited about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it was so scary. It was really scary. And I thought, I'm going crazy. Yeah. Really going crazy. Yeah, I imagine so, because you're on that boundary of 
this is not normal compared to mm. what everybody says. Because I didn't know anyone else that was doing well, the same. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and this sort of stuff wouldn't come up in normal conversation. No, not at all. <laughs> so you healed yourself. Yeah, after a year I was back to full energy. I was really, really lucky. I had a great um, doctor who really understood. He understood me more than I understood myself. And he was very much about not medicating me for, because a lot of people thought I oh, could have been some kind of depression or, or different things. And he's like, no, no, let's just, because he knew he could see the, the difference in me. Mm. And let's just keep going with this. Um, so I, I feel very, very lucky I had mm. him. And after a year, I was back to full health. So I thought, I'll go back teaching. And then the day before I went to go back teaching, I had a car accident. <laughs> so I had really bad whiplash injury all down my right side. Yeah. So I could only use my left hand and my left side. And I was sitting in my lounge room. I remember thinking a year ago, I was in pain again. Now this is a different kind of pain. What is going on? And that's when I had the biggest surrender. I, I didn't know what surrender was. Mm. Um, and it was this full on surrender where I was basically just giving everything over saying, just show me how to, how can I just get well again? This is, I don't want to do, do I just don't want this. I didn't want yeah. any of it. And it was really hard to play the piano again, and I couldn't. And this is when the voices started, the toning and the, well, the sounding, whichever you want to call it. Yeah. And and then that wouldn't stop. But so this is you starting yeah. to make your own sound. And I was sound. hearing it, and I was thinking, I'm really going nuts. <laughs> this time I'm going nuts. Yeah. But More than whiplash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I couldn't take the strong painkillers because that was making me feel really sick and nauseous and... Mm dizzy and it was worse than actually the chronic pain that I had. So I thought, well, let's make the sound. So as I started, I had perfect pitch. So I thought, oh, I'm hearing this A or whatever it was. I can sing that note. So I sang that note and it amplified the pain. Yeah. And I thought, oh no, this is not good. But then I kept going because I had all the time in the world because I couldn't do much. And then as it amplified it, it actually dissipated the pain oh, as well. Oh, so you sort of brought it up. Yeah, it's like bringing it... it up and out. And then I realised I could actually move it around a bit. I thought, how can you move pain around? This is, mm. if I tell anyone this is crazy. Again, my doctor was really good. And same doctor? Same doctor, yeah. And so I was learning. It was like... In the learning, it wasn't, then I realised, I'm not learning this, I'm actually remembering, because I knew. Mm. I knew exactly what to do. I knew how to do it. And then I wanted to experiment with my kids and family, because, you know, who else do you experiment with? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the cat, yeah, really interesting, really amazing result, results. So, and then the music did come in a bit when I could actually physically play the piano again. Yeah. So each year after that, I had different... The year after that, I had a year of deaths, so and I just knew the music I had to play for people. Some knew that they were about to pass, some wow. it was for the family, for grief, and it was actually for that person who had a sudden death as well. Right. And again, I was like, no, I don't want to do this. But All the time. I don't want to do this. Yeah. I just want to go back to being a primary years, school teacher. For years, yeah. 
Yeah, no, this can't be right. So when did Someone's you... Someone's made a mistake, it's not me. <laughs> yeah, it's not me. Please, no. Yeah. Um, so when did you finally surrender, surrender to this then? I had a lot of surrenders. Um, with the, in that process of, of the toning, just the year after that, the year of the deaths where I could actually start getting in and playing some music. Mm. Um, I was also starting to hear music. This is how the Soul Impression session started for playing the piano. Because I started hearing music for people and it wouldn't leave me and I would see their face. Right. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that one. No. And then I couldn't sleep because yeah. um, it just, the music kept going over and over. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll just record the music, then I'm sure that will stop. I don't have to give it to them. But that didn't happen. Um, it wouldn't stop until I'd actually given them the music. Wow. And it was in cassette way back when. Yeah. So I would almost, um, well, not almost, I would apologise to them and say, um, I've got this music for you. I'm sorry, but I just really want to sleep. Can I just give it to you? Because <laughs> I knew my, my heart was just handing it over. Yeah. And, but what amazing learning because they were all friends, obviously people I knew. Yeah. Um, then they played it and then the feedback, because I, would, I didn't realise I was feeling everything that they were going to go through. Yes. And I was like, I don't want to make people cry. I don't want to bring up all this pain and suffering for them. But I was only feeling the initial things. I wasn't seeing them at that end result. And yes. then they would come back to me. I'd look at them and think, oh my goodness. You know, their face, their energetically, the whole vibration was different. And yeah. they came back to thank me saying, this is what the music's doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I realised this music is this Holy vibrational crap, tool, yeah. And oh, maybe it's okay. So now when people feel that emotion or the tears for release, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is so cool. Yeah, this is how it's meant to be. So it was my learning that it's okay. You know, I was still wanting to hold people together and say, like, it's let's keep you okay. Yes. We're now like, just let yourself crumble. It's fine. Yeah. The shattering's fine. This is how it's meant to be. But it was all my learning. I just, I just didn't know that. Mm. Mm. So that, that crumbling is almost the crumbling of something that's been turning up in previous podcasts. Strikes me as it's almost the crumbling of that, you know, that, uh, that survival yeah. persona that we create at some point from a trauma in, mm. in, our, pardon me, in our past lives. Somewhere, well, not past life, but past part of our life, mm. um, that then all of a sudden this just energy comes in and just crumbles it down. Yeah. And and then reconnects you with this phrase I'm quite enjoying at the moment, your inner indigenous part, mm. the real part of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, to me, that's your, your true authentic self. Self. And this, this is what I focus on with workshops, individual sessions, like let's come back. Because to me, I see you as this beautiful divine being of light, your true authentic self. And there's just something here in the way yeah. that you, it's not me, you know, remember how to, mm. to dissolve it. And sometimes it feels like a shattering. Mm. And you know, we go back to, oh, we've got to, 
pull myself together, I hold myself together. No, no, let it fall on the ground and you step out as this true, authentic, yeah. divine being. Like we've got everything. We don't need it from anything or anyone. We mm. just know who or where to go to be in that space mm. to do that. And so it's almost like the the actual use of the sound is this just incredible, I want to use the word technology. Mm at it our is. disposal it is. Yeah. that we can use to yeah. do that yeah. and so for me personally um what goes on here my voice has just my perception of it has mm. just completely changed mm. that it's not just a tool for me to blast sound at you so yeah. you can hear what yeah. i'm saying yeah but it's actually a tool that does things within me mm. i mean you know just We've all done it at some point, sat there and lost ourselves in our own mm. humming. Mm. Mm. And then to actually just sit and listen and feel it mm. Mm. in your chest or in your stomach, it does move yeah. things. Yeah. And when you become aware and you scan your body with that, you'll notice it gets stronger or weaker in certain areas. And then if it gets weaker, I always say, that's have a focus on that area, breathe into that. and. Mm. And then you notice that changes. It changes and then it gets stronger. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love it. Yeah. And you've also had quite a connection with um, Indigenous people here mm. with this as well. Mm. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, again, they just, it just happened. It's my whole last, well, have, have whatever many years, 20 something years. Things just, I never sat there and went, this is what I want to do next. Yeah. And people, as they do, come in and out. And I was really fortunate enough um, to meet some really amazing um, Indigenous elders. Mm. One from Perth who's been very prominent um, in my life and she passed earlier this year. And another one, he was a traditional um, custodian of Uluru. And again, for about 20-something years. Mm. in my life too and very much about we're all one like their connection with the land yes we are the plants the plants are us we are the animals like they are the family they are our family not just our blood family mm. our connection to the land to the sun to the moon to everything and to, to take responsibility and it's all about love just be in that space of love mm. and what did they teach you specifically about sound? I mean, how did they use sound and song and music? Well, they, you know, they, with the song lines, they, mm. they, they are their knowledge of, they hear it, they sing it, but they only sing it to the edge of their country. And then it's whoever's in that next country knows their part of the song line. And, and also the connection with they, some of them have shown me how through their song, it's song and dance and storytelling. Mm. So that's that's all the sound, the sound. So their dances are to celebrate certain things, to bring different energies in, to bring out. You know, they're understanding a connection with nature, mm. and um, you know, a whole lot of things. Their connection with the stars. Like we just know this much um, about indigenous knowledge. And so mm. much respect and honour needs to go to our Indigenous yeah. people. Yeah. It strikes me that um, 
often the hubris of the, you know, like the post-enlightenment revolutionary type, you know, rational man mm. that sort of got birthed in the 1700s and that then looks down upon the, you know, the untamed mm. and their and their strange dances and rituals and symbols. Yeah. Strikes me that that the 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 rituals and dances and symbols of indigenous cultures um are whilst they are simple and straightforward on one level are very have a lot of meaning and have mm. a lot of power to mm. them where we now seem to have a ridiculous amount of symbols and a ridiculous amount of um rituals mm -hmm. which just have nothing behind them yeah. and so i've been diving into the fact that uh, we do have competing and almost like dark dark because they've not got light mm -hmm. on them dark forces within us within deep within our psyche and that within indigenous cultures they they recognize that and bring it out through song and dance mm. and rituals like that whereas we're just like no we're just a rational man now mm. we, we don't do that mm. we will put a blind you know blinkers up against all of that mm. and so hence we become so disconnected and yet something simple like sounding can just go mm. and pierce that and it's the connection like the the how indigenous people know how to maintain the energy mm. um, their connection with mother earth is is just phenomenal and their knowledge like i said of the stars all mm. just yeah it's yeah quite amazing so is this for everybody <laughs> that's a big question what I do? Yeah, on one I, level. I don't believe so. I, I yeah. just, I know how every single person would benefit. Yes. But it's so easy to fall into that, oh, everybody needs to do this. Mm. Everybody, everybody will benefit off this. Yes. For me, it's like, um, this is me, this is what I do, and whoever's to be, if I'm to offer a group, then they're the people to come. You know, like I said before, mm. I feel so many of us, like this is the end result, how we all want to be, if there is an end result. Is there an end result? Yeah, yeah. But this is how At this point we want to be. And those that are to go in this way will come and do sound or, or whatever I do. Um, and those that don't, won't. No, and we're all the teachers and we're all the students. You know, I really yeah. like to, when, when I uh, run my course, I, I've, often say I'm not the teacher I'm just here to remind you I'm here to hold space for you to remember what you know yes I share techniques yes I yeah share what jog that memory a bit <laughs> yeah yeah it's not like well I just sit here and you've got to remember the whole thing yeah you know, I've got a whole course booklet and everything with a whole lot of information in yeah but it is about um, what do you know it's not you know there's a wealth we've got everything here that we need mm. yeah. And some people are activated and through sound. 
and I've always felt, oh, like 20 years ago, oh, if everybody just understood what sound was about, yeah. our world would just be amazing. I could just see it. I was being shown in all different things. But hmm. now I just know that whoever is to receive it or be in it will. will. And it's not for me to say, you know, can you imagine you're to do this, you know? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you and you, you need in this, here, you getting need sounding this. on. Yeah, so it's like, Sometimes, mm. you know, and I think like my family, especially my mum, is the best, like, because I knew how much I could help her, especially one time she broke both of her wrists. So, you know, could you imagine you can't do anything? Yeah. And I just knew how much I could help her through my sound and, and I learned yeah. flower essences and all that stuff, colour therapy. And she didn't want any of it. And... Such a great learning, and I was like, "Well, if I can get through this and the judgments from her and everything, yeah, um, you know, the world's easy." Yeah, and just that feeling like we're not here to hit, you know, the heal people, no. and just yourself. So she was just such a gift, absolute gift. And you've you've got to let people do things in their own timing. You, you're taking the gift that they're going to get out of their healing journey. Yes. You know, often you can see things. We can all see things that people need and require before they see it, just as ourselves. hundred <laughs> percent, you know. That's the biggest it's, laugh. I yeah. call it the closeness paradox because the closer you get, <laughs> the more you can see what others may need. Yeah. But the closer they get, the less likely they are to yeah. listen to you. Yeah. And who, who do you think you are to be the one to say <laughs> that to them? Exactly. Seriously, it's like I'm, whoever's here to be in this space, Let's mm. all come together and see what happens. And that was, I have to say, that was one of the beautiful things about coming to that sound retreat Saturday a few weeks ago was that it was as simple as me ringing you up and going, hey, I've been doing sounding on my own now for a little while and it would be really fun to do it in a group. Oh, I'm doing a group in 10 days' time. Would you like to come, Bryn? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And it struck, me, it struck me that, you know, you put it out there, but it wasn't mm. like... I'm going to blast this yes. through Facebook <laughs> advertising and yeah. funnels and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, there you go. Yeah. And then bang, filled up. And, and that one in particular, I hardly did any advertising. And I find, oh, it's been happening a year or probably a bit more. It's like just this way of living, living by, I call it living by the way of the heart. Just being in, like holding this energy of how I want to be. Mm. And how, you know, whatever I'm doing as well. Yeah. So I thought, okay, this is what I'd like to offer. This is how I'd like people to feel or what I would feel that they can get out of this. And I just held that space and sort of went, okay, everyone. I'm just doing a Facebook, Insta post, newsletter. Whoever's to be there on that day. Okay, guys, let me know. And it booked out a week before I was to run it. I thought this is the easiest yeah. of I've ever had anything, rather than I, oh, you know, I've got to keep doing it so every day or mm. so, um, and just having that knowing that the right group will be there, that that combination, and I always see that as a soul group. It's like I see it so many times. I get to a point and it's just a, a split second flash through me of oh, we've all been together. And we've all agreed that on this date, at this place, we're all going to come together yes. to help each other become whole again. Our next step of becoming whole. Mm. Yeah. 
it's like, oh, here's another one. And I've never had any bad groups, never. Yeah. Whatever you want to call bad. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. What have you learned about yourself in this journey? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Big surprises of who I actually am and who, you know, do I really want to have that in my personality or my way of being? Yes or no? Um, yeah, some real interesting, oh, I am actually like that. And that comes back to taking responsibility and not blaming anyone. Yeah. They've made me feel like this or they've done this to me. Yeah. Okay. Do I want to stay in this way or not? No. And to know now that I can just come, I can be in a certain state or emotion and just play it out on the piano mm. or go to the beach, sing it out or sing it out at home. And in, in a minute or two, I can totally shift my energy. Yes. So I've learned a lot about myself, a lot of that I don't need to please people. I was a real people pleaser. Ah. I always wanted to fit in. I loved being different, but I really wanted to fit in. And it just, the two didn't go together with what I do. Yeah. Because, and I've realized I just wanted to do something, you know, right. And not, I want to do the right thing by everyone. And... And I've realized that there's no path, like a lot of us with what we're doing, we are the way showers. There's no path, like we're there with our machetes cutting the jungle, the path <laughs> through the jungle. Now I, now I see a golden pathway and I just follow the golden pathway. Yes. I don't feel like I've got this jungle with my machete anymore. Yeah. Like those points like this is just too fucking hard. I don't want to do this anymore. Yes. No, I'm just spat the dummy like I'm just not going to do any of this anymore. Yeah. And now it's like, let's have fun. You know, I often say to some of the groups, I feel like I missed the memo that we're actually meant to have fun. Yes. This is, we're meant to really enjoy ourselves at the yeah. highs, the lows, the intensity of energy, whether it's good, bad. You know, there's the only, you know, this, you know, people can get into this light and love stuff and it's all so beautiful and... The only way to get where we are, to be exactly who we are, is to dive into your shit, into the deep, dark shadows yes. of the parts of you that you don't even want to acknowledge. And the only way forward is to dive into it. Yes. Look at it. Own it. Okay, what are we going to do with it? There ain't no spiritual bypass. Do you want to, <laughs> no, do you want to carry this baggage or do you want to dissolve it? So, and then you go through it. Wow. It just feels amazing. And you don't know what courage you've got until you need it. Yeah. So that's, to me, it's like, then it's so much fun. So yeah. much fun doing that. And But you've got to own it. Mm. You've got to go and own every part of you. Yes. Um, and often Even if it looks wild and wacky to the outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And people often would say to me, oh, you must have such a peaceful life. And I said, just come and live with me for a little bit. Um, and I think the result of my music being so peaceful and people can go to such beautiful places mm. is because I've needed that. But I've often thought, oh, have I been given these experiences? Like, have I chosen these experiences to be able to create, create this music or create such amazing, peaceful music? Mm. So I'm just sitting in this. You know, all the music in my CDs, I've never done to share with anyone. 
yeah. to me it's it was always like bearing my soul to the world like nobody's going to want to hear this yeah but somehow i still don't know how a lot of those cd's got out <laughs> <clears throat> i still don't know because but for me it often comes to i just want to sleep like all right all, all right, right ready i'll do it <laughs> yeah <clears throat> and it was very painful releasing it and mm. then then i start getting feedback of how it's changed people's lives how it helps them get through whatever they're going through in their life and all different things and like people don't know i've got music for operations and i just i just give that to people now and i think knowing that i make a difference oh yeah all right i'll keep going then yeah and that's all to right. me all it's right. like right. if this is helping someone oh yeah i'll go through that it's mm. all right yeah so um yeah it's been amazing i wouldn't change anything i wouldn't yeah. want to go through it all again but yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't change, change any of it. anything no mm. i just love now i have no idea what's tomorrow the next day i, I know different certain things that's happening yeah but i've Enough. never yeah i've never been in a point where there's so much i don't know but i'm totally fine with it it's like wow very comfortable in the unknown what it's going to be yeah so to be in that wonderment rather than oh, am i going to have enough money for this or that well let's see we'll see yeah one of the last questions i ask my guests and it's a hypothetical question but it's always fun is if you could upload a question into the collective consciousness so everybody had to sit still for like mm. seven to ten minutes quietly and ponder it what would it be? What's it all about? <laughs> like, what is all of this about? Yeah. Hmm. Why did you choose that? Because that's what I film. Sometimes I sit down <laughs> and I'll go, what's it all about? And I'll play music and I get all these different answers. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, like, what's, what's, it, all about? what's it all about? <laughs> It's almost like a beginning. There probably is a few songs. Yeah. With that, but yeah, what's it all about? Love it. Yeah, is it nothing? Is it something? Is it something? Wow. Or is it just a laugh? Hmm. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. If people want to find you, where do they? My website is christinemorrison.com. Yep. And I'm on Insta as well, Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. as Christine Morrison, Music to Soothe the Soul. Yep. Hmm. Superb. And a new website is being developed. Being as developed. As we speak. speak. Yes. Excellent. Christine, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Bryn. <laughs>